The Second Circuit finds a district court erred in dismissing trademark infringement allegations against Google. And an appellate panel reverses a trial court finding an unlawful use of a residential property is not a pre-existing non-conforming use. These and other stories from the Legal News Desk make up this LexisNexis New York Legal News Podcast. LexisNexis Legal News New York. From the pages of LexisNexis Mealy's Publications. Current and targeted legal news and litigation reports. LexisNexis Podcasts. Voted top legal-oriented podcast in the 2008 ABA Journal Blog 100, the annual reader survey of the best websites for lawyers, as chosen by the editors of the ABA Journal. The Second Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals has found the Northern District of New York erred in dismissing trademark infringement allegations against Google after finding that the defendant's use of trademarked key words constitutes a use in commerce, as defined by the Lanham Act. Distinguishing the case from its 2005 holding in 1-800-CONTACTS versus WhenYou.com, the Second Circuit found that even if advertisements triggered by Google's keyword suggestion tool failed to exhibit plaintiff RescueCom Corp's trademark, Google's use of that trademark cannot be considered an internal use. In relying on 1-800 to dismiss RescueCom's claims, the panel said the district court overread the decision. The court found, first, regardless of whether Google's use of RescueCom's mark in its internal search algorithm could constitute an actionable trademark use, Google's recommendation and sale of RescueCom's mark to its advertising customers are not internal uses. Further, 1-800 did not imply that use of a trademark in a software program's internal directory precludes a finding of trademark use. RescueCom is a computer repair and consulting business and sued alleging Google was violating trademark law by selling keyword-triggered advertisements to the plaintiff's competitors under the AdWords program. In seeking dismissal, Google argued that the complaint failed to allege that its use of the RescueCom mark was an actionable trademark use. Google is quick to point out that the AdWords sponsors were not permitted to use RescueCom's marks within their advertisements. The appeals court stopped short of issuing a ruling on the merits, however, finding only that the district court was mistaken in believing that the precedent set in 1-800 required dismissal of RescueCom's case. For LexisNexis Legal News, I'm Mealy's editor, Mark Rogers. AOL and two affiliated companies on April 14th sued Yahoo in New York federal court seeking a declaration of non-infringement in an ongoing dispute over adware patents. AOL and two subsidiaries, Quigo Technologies and Platform A, tell the Southern District of New York they want to ascertain their rights regarding Yahoo's contentions that Quigo's ad sonar contextual advertising system infringes six patents related to Yahoo's search marketing program. AOL says it received letters from Yahoo regarding infringement of six Yahoo patents related to search rankings, queries, ad placement, and other aspects of selling and placing sponsored ads in response to user search engine queries. AOL says attempts to negotiate a settlement over several months have not been successful. A federal judge in New York in mid-April filed his final judgment in a workplace accident case upholding a jury's award of more than $800,000 to plaintiff Steve Sharpley. Sharpley sued Metro North Commuter Railroad under the Federal Employers Liability Act for injuries suffered while employed as a signal inspector by the railroad. Southern District of New York Judge George B. Daniels upheld the jury's award, concluding there was sufficient evidence to support the finding that Sharpley suffered his back injury solely as the result of the defendant's negligence 
and failing to provide permanent lighting fixtures in the area. Professional liability insurer Specialty National Insurance Company must defend English Brothers' funeral home against underlying lawsuits claiming the funeral home unlawfully harvested human body parts and organs from corpses. A New York federal judge found the underlying suits allege at least one claim of negligence for which coverage is provided. English Brothers has been named in a series of lawsuits stemming from allegations that it and several others illegally harvested body parts, organs, and tissue from corpses without the consent of the families of the deceased, then caused those body parts, organs, and tissues to be implanted in individuals awaiting donations without their knowledge of where they had come from. The funeral home sought coverage for the underlying lawsuits from Specialty. Judge Sidney Stein determined that Specialty has a duty to defend the underlying lawsuits because all of the underlying cases include at least one claim of negligence for which coverage is provided under the policies. The judge said, quote, that negligence, if found by the trier of fact in the underlying litigations, could constitute professional malpractice or error which caused mental anguish, and accordingly, could arguably be within the terms of the policy issued by specialty. The judge said the fact that the complaints allege claims of intentional misconduct that may not give rise to coverage under the policy does not extinguish specialty's duty to defend. On a town's appeal of a lower court's order that an animal hospice was a non-conforming existing use of a residential property, a New York appeals court panel on April 14th reversed the lower court. The 2nd Department Appellate Division said the town's zoning regulation specifically forbids such a use, and it was therefore not a lawful pre-existing non-conforming use. Susan Marino owns Angel's Gate, a hospice and rehabilitation center for terminally ill and disabled animals. She operates it out of her home in a residential zone in the town of Smithtown, New York. When the town of Smithtown Building Department issued a zoning violation notice, Marino applied to the Board of Zoning Appeals for a certificate of existing use, claiming the animal hospice was a pre-existing non-conforming use. The zoning board denied the application. The Suffolk County Supreme Court, though, reversed and directed the board to issue the certificate of existing use. The town and board appealed to the 2nd Department Appellate Division which found the board had relied on the town zoning regulations, which it said, quote, expressly recites that animal hospitals, veterinarians, and kennels are not permitted in a residential zone and that any land use not listed in this table is not permitted in any district, end of quote. The appeals panel said a non-conforming use may not be established, whereas here the existing use of the land was commenced or maintained in violation of a zoning ordinance. In the present case, it said the Supreme Court improperly substituted its judgment for that of the zoning board, which had rationally concluded that Angel's Gate did not constitute a customary accessory use of the premises or a lawful pre-existing non-conforming use. Outdoor advertiser Clear Channel Outdoor in mid-April filed a notice of appeal with the Second Circuit of a New York federal judge's decision that New York City's billboard regulations are not an unconstitutional restraint on free speech. A number of sign companies contend the city's regulatory and enforcement scheme is riddled with exceptions and inconsistencies that undermine the point of the regulations, making the relevant aspects of the zoning regulations an unconstitutional restraint on speech. Sign companies alleged the city has allowed arterial advertising on city property in violation of the regulations and that exceptions to the zoning regulations unconstitutionally favor the government. On March 31st, the Southern District of New York ruled in favor of the city defendants, with the judge noting that the city said it will enforce the zoning regulations against all billboards on city and government property where it's empowered and authorized to do so. 
quote, that's sufficient to satisfy the court that the regulations treat city-owned billboards in the same manner as privately-owned billboards, the judge said. The exceptions and inconsistencies in this case simply do not undermine the zoning resolution to the point of unconstitutionality, he said. A group of domestic food producers filed a $1 billion class action lawsuit in early April accusing several major insurance companies and the federal government of enabling the dumping of competing Chinese food products. The food producers, including Sioux Honey Association, Addy Honey Farms, Monterey Mushrooms, and others filed the class action lawsuit in the U.S. Court of International Trade. They named more than a dozen insurance companies, the United States of America, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and the U.S. Department of Commerce as defendants. The plaintiffs claim the insurance companies posted customs surety bonds that allowed importers to bring in food products from China at below cost or dumped prices and have caused domestic food producers severe financial harm. According to the domestic producers, the importers have defaulted on paying dumping duties assessed by the federal government, and the insurers have likewise refused to pay the duties as required by the surety bonds. New York Attorney General Andrew Cuomo filed a complaint April 6th against the manager of feeder funds that were part of the Bernard Madoff Ponzi scheme, charging the manager with violations of New York law in connection with alleged misrepresentations he made concerning investment with the funds. Cuomo alleges Madoff feeder fund manager J. Ezra Merkin, through the solicitation of feeder funds Ascot Partners and Ascot Fund Limited, quote, stole, dissipated, or lost those funds in the Ponzi scheme. All the while, Cuomo says, quote, Merkin deceived Ascot investors into believing Merkin, not a third party, was actively managing their investments. In fact, Merkin did little work for Ascot other than routine bookkeeping and engaging in occasional phone conversations with Madoff. Cuomo says, quote, in the words of one investor who, like most, learned only in December 2008 that Madoff, not Merkin, managed Ascot's assets. Merkin was just a glorified mailbox. Cuomo's complaint comes on the heels of an administrative complaint filed April 1st in Massachusetts by the Office of Secretary of the Commonwealth William Galvin, charging investment advisors Fairfield Greenwich Advisors with violations of Massachusetts securities laws through their connection with Madoff's operations. LexisNexis Podcasts, voted top legal-oriented podcast in the 2008 ABA Journal Blog 100. The annual reader survey of the best websites for lawyers, as chosen by the editors of the ABA Journal. If you'd like more information on these and other litigation news stories, visit www.lexisnexis.com slash or totallitigator.com. The LexisNexis New York Legal News Podcast was written by the editors of LexisNexis Mealy's Publications, current and targeted legal news and litigation reports. Copyright 2009 by LexisNexis, a division of Reed Elsevier Incorporated. LexisNexis, total practice solutions. I'm Steve Bursler. Thank you for listening.